Now, a little correction, okay? Originally on some graphics or on some online information, it might have said that this starts at 9.30 and ends about 9, uh, 10.15, so that the next session starts at 10.30. Actually, it's been corrected, and ho we hope you noticed it, but this is actually an hour-long time that we have, from 9.30 to 10.30. Then we'll take a break so that we can move out, and if you want to, then you return for Belkis's session related to um, Chi Alpha diversity, okay? I think she's presenting in this next session in this room. So, you can look at your watches all you want, but believe me, I'm looking at my watch too. Okay, uh, I, was not, I was never a Chi Alpha student, never a Chi Alpha young staffer. Uh, I came into Chi Alpha at age 37, and I've been with Chi Alpha now for so many years, okay? And uh, glad to be a part of this great Chi Alpha nation. Uh, but one thing that somehow never stuck with me was how to present in just 20 or 30 minutes. So I'm glad that they've given me an hour, not because I'm going to bore you for an hour. I hope that is not the case. But so that I can share what's really on my heart and that I want to convey to you and the schools that you represent. And then also, um, hopefully, have a few minutes for some Q&A if you're interested. But I want to encourage you that even if we don't entertain your question or any questions as we conclude this time, the reason we kind of position ourselves out on a display table is so that you can know that you can come up anytime and ask me the question or ask about some of the resources that we make available on the table there, okay? So just want that uh, to be clear for you. So we're looking forward to this time until about 10.30, and I hope that it's uh, a wise choice. We know that you have a lot of choices that you can make today about the uh, breakouts that you're gonna be a part of, and I really appreciate the fact that you're with us. We're gonna hear some side noise, but at least we're not hearing it on two sides, as some rooms are. We're only hearing it on this side, okay? But I'm really glad that you're here. Okay, Benny, are we ready? Yep. Oh, we already started. Okay, so all that rambling was already recorded. That's not good. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, friends, welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, this session. You can see that it's entitled XAI, Where We Are Headed and How You Can Join the Movement. Let's at least acknowledge today that we understand what XAI is by acrostic, right? XAI, Chi Alpha Internationals. Or you could say Chi Alpha Internationals Student Ministry, or Chi Alpha's International Student Ministry. But either way, you're here because I hope it's that God has placed on your heart a real interest in reaching and discipling international students. Well, beginning in 2020, I have begun serving as Chi Alpha's full-time area rep for XAI, Chi Alpha Internationals. My Southeast Salt 2020 premiere actually began with designing this meme. How many can appreciate that, right? How many have had that sense that I may be called to missions, but if I'm not at least expressing some of my call and my interest and my compassion for missions by at least engaging international students on my campus, then maybe I really don't understand the calling that is on my life. God may be sending you to Iran. God may be sending you eventually to some African nation or somewhere else in Asia or Europe. But I want to encourage you, some of the best training you can get for whatever your future might be in foreign missions 
It's when you are engaging international students right here on our American campuses. We're all familiar with every student goes, every student gives, every student prays, and every student welcomes. Are we not? It should be something that we can say in our sleep, right? And what we're emphasizing during this elective is that sense of every student welcomes. Now, let's focus on, first of all, why XAI? And I love the way that, that rhymes a little bit. I have a little fun with that, okay? Why XAI? Next slide, please. I'm keeping, by the way, this is my lovely wife of 45 years, Sharon, who's helping me on the front row. Her finger is gonna get a workout today on that little slide direction. Okay, so next slide, honey, please. All right? I think we're all acquainted with what God compels us in scriptures to consider, and that is that Christ died for all peoples, and that one day every tribe, every tongue, every nation will bow at his feet and worship him around his throne. Our Lord commands us in many places to make disciples of all nations, all nations meaning all people groups, and then he will return. So if our great commission is to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, to raise them up as potentially God's further laborers for the sake of the kingdom, then this essentially, folks, is what XAI is all about. We can say that the world is at our doorstep, but we also need to recognize today that the world has come to our neighborhoods, and it's in our workplaces, and the world is definitely expressed on our campuses. Now for some of you, it might mean 50 international students. For other campuses represented here, it might be 5,000 international students that are on your campus. But the world has definitely come to America, to our neighborhoods, to our workplaces, and what our focus is today is on our campuses. Next slide, please. Before COVID, we used to be glad and yet in trepidation and fear to acknowledge the fact that there were one million international students on our American campuses. COVID did have its effect. It dropped it down to about 800, 850,000. Students who were foreign in their home countries were not able to come to America. Students who were here were graduating, but then not able to leave America and go back home. And so there was the, inf uh, there was the constant flux of the numbers, the statistics. But I am glad to say that now post-COVID, mostly post-COVID now, we are seeing the numbers increase. But friends, imagine that. There are tens of millions of homegrown all-American young people or new immigrants that have come to our country who are on our American campuses. But to imagine that there are one million international students on our American campuses, representing about 150 nations of the world, that's pretty awesome. I mean, think about that Europe and Asia and the Middle East and Africa and Latin America and the island nations have sent us their Muslim and Hindu and Buddhist and animist and atheist and even Christian sons and daughters, grandsons and granddaughters, nieces and nephews, brothers and sisters to our campuses. Next slide, please. Also, we need to recognize, friends, that many followers of Christ have been immigrating to America and they are international students on our campuses. And so it's not just those who are foreign born and raised and maybe are making their way to our American campus, but it's also the ones who are now here and are already following Jesus. And what is it that we as a Chi Alpha ministry can do for them by welcoming them into our faith communities? 
uh, into our campus ministries and helping them be further enjoying the fellowship of the saints to be continuing in their discipleship and their encouragement in their faith and even to find ways that we can see them be involved serving in our campus communities in our churches as ambassadors for Christ. We often refer to the college campus as the ready harvest field. How many would agree with that? I mean, just everywhere you look, you know you have a needy campus, right? There are more of them than us, right? There are more of those who are not yet aware of, uh, in relationship with, transformed by the power of the gospel and our hope in Jesus Christ. It is a ready harvest field on our American campuses, and it includes people from around the world who need to know Jesus as Savior, need to surrender their lives to Him as Lord of their lives, and to follow after Him. But consider also, those who will be reached for Jesus in these harvest fields of our campuses can then become the next laborers in that continuing harvest on our campuses and around the world. I mean, think about it. Who better to reach and disciple for Christ the people groups of the world who don't yet know Jesus than those who are on our campuses pursuing their degrees, their fields of expertise, and will go home one day, most of them, and lead and influence their own people in years to come? Uh, who better to be the next wave of missionaries, even more so than we of us who are American students, than those who are internationals who've come here, may come to Christ or already came as followers of Christ, are further discipled, uh, find expression of uh, years of ministry service in various capacities in campus ministry and in churches, and then if they eventually go home, who better to be welcomed back to their home cultures and then being given opportunities to stand up for Jesus and lead others to him. Now, I know that we're familiar with some of the great names of those who have distinguished themselves as international students. Did you know Paul the Apostle was an international student? Did you know that? He was from Tarsus of what we call today Turkey. He was studying in Jerusalem, but he was from a different country. The Lord used him to write one-third of the New Testament in our Bibles, to plant and start 14 churches in his day, and to disciple numerous followers, including those first church leaders. Not bad for a return on God's efforts to reach this international student. There's a man named Bhakt Singh, who was an international student. He was from India. He studied in the UK and in Canada. He is credited today, decades later, with planting over 10,000 churches as an evangelist and pastor through Southern Asia. What a return on that investment, don't you think? Many other internationals have gone home after their foreign studies in Europe and North America and have impacted their nations for Christ. They do it through their witness, their servant leadership in the marketplace. They influence the politics, the social services, the medicine, the science, the technology, and the arts. They serve as church planters, pastors, evangelists, disciple makers. They are the husbands and wives, the parents and the sons and daughters of future generations among their own people. But it's because they were first internationals, and we'll say in the context of internationals in America or North America, Canada and the US, um, and 
now they have been making great impacts to other lands, even their own home countries. And a key to their success was while they were students, while they were young adults, they learned to embrace their new identity in Jesus Christ, as well as their destiny in God's kingdom. They began to discern and understand why it is that God was raising them up in such a place to have a voice, to have an influence, to have a witness, to impact so many other people's lives. Now, I could speak of student testimonies that maybe your campus ministries represent, but if you don't mind, can I take just a few minutes just to highlight the very brief stories of some of the students that my wife and I, in 30 years of international student ministry, have been a part of. People like Mel and Nefe from Cote d'Ivoire, which is translated the Ivory Coast of West Africa. Mel has two PhDs in chemistry and in farm D. The guy's brilliant. But what is he doing today? Teaching at American University in Detroit, but living across the border in Canada because of his permanent residency, and also planting a church in the Detroit area that now involves hundreds as a multinational congregation. He could be making his living, and in some ways he still does with the degrees that he has and his wife, but yet God has called them to pastor a multinational church, and they are realizing that these days, 15 years after their college graduations. There's a couple named Jun Feng and Yan Mei from China. He's an accountant, she's a college professor, but on the side, they lead a fellowship of Chinese believers in the greater Cleveland area. Raphael from Benin. We knew Raphael as a PhD student in education at Kent State University. Today, he's undersecretary of education for his whole country in Benin, charged with teacher training and curriculum development. Is he in a place of prominent influence and transformation for the sake of his people? Sure he is. There's Ming Chi, who I met in my very last year at one of my former schools, Kent State University in Northeast Ohio. She was studying for her ES or TESOL, teaching English as a second language, master's degree. Today she is teaching English as a second language at that same school, but really she's there because she's a missionary to the Chinese and Taiwanese on that Kent State campus, reaching and discipling them for Christ. Masoka from Liberia, a student who used to be involved in our Kent State ministry, a tall, broad-shouldered African man from Liberia who used to sit in my living room closest to the fireplace because, as he admitted, Africans don't do winter. <laughs> the cold was hard in Northeast Ohio on the snow belt, and he enjoyed sitting closest to the fire to keep warm, but it was a part of our fellowship. Where is he today? Well, after being in Chi Alpha at Kent State, he was involved in Chi Alpha at the University of Kentucky. And then he was involved in Chi Alpha in Harvard, earning two master's degree and a PhD in cellular biology and immunology. He led a team of physicians and healthcare workers to literally, literally save his people from the Ebola plague of West Africa in 2014. And to recall that just six years earlier, he was sitting in my living room as a student in Chi Alpha. And now he's heralded as one of the saviors of his own people. Less than 10 years ago, 
and he today travels the world. He's in Dubai these days, representing the WHO and African healthcare regarding immunizations and the safety of their people. Again, friends, international students have tremendous futures ahead of them that sometimes we may not fully appreciate can be so significant to their own people or even to other people groups around the world. And for us not to have hearts and eyes and ears for them is a shame. And I hope that we will change our attitudes about reaching and discipling internationals even these days. Next slide, please. Well, as your Southeast area XAI rep, I'm asking you very sincerely today, how can I serve you? Let me talk first of all to the staff. Next slide, please. How many Chi Alpha staff do we have in the room here? I see Justin, I see Brian, a few staff, right? Okay, great. We appreciate you. All the other students, let me talk to them for just a few minutes, okay? And I say to this in general, to all staff, not just picking out on these people here. First of all, I hope you guys know that I want to be a prayer partner with you. I am praying for you. I care very much about what's happening in your life, not for gossip's sake, but for real genuine love and sincere interest. You know, most of you I hope, that I've been asking you via email or text to share with me any prayer requests that you are trusting God to respond to. And I wanna be that prayer partner with you. I wanna be an encourager. I've lived enough of life to know that it's nice to have somebody that simply you can count on to be somebody that encourages you. I wanna celebrate with you. I want to grieve with you. I want to encourage you in your life and ministries, wins and losses, successes and failures. Sometimes I read about things, hear about things through your social media interactions, seeing you and your family and such as that. Sometimes I'm reading your newsletters. Those of you who put us on your newsletter list, I want you to know I'm using all of that to be praying for you and hopefully writing notes, either via text or email or a phone call, wanting to encourage you. But also, just as Dylan encouraged and Jerry uh, encouraged this morning, um, and the students may not be aware of this, I say this to the staff, I wanna encourage you also by serving, if you're interested, as a coach. Now students, don't get the idea that I stand before you as a coach. A coach, say, in nutrition, okay? I am not a nutrition coach. I'm not gonna tell you what foods you should be eating and what foods you should not be eating and how much sugar intake you should have. I'm trying to live a fairly fit life, but I'm still not one who would coach you in nutrition. Although two years this week, I am now a survivor of open heart surgery, and I feel like that I am fairly fit. In fact, I'm feeling the best I have in decades. I'm not a coach in fitness either. And I'm surely not a coach in athletic or sports performance. Yes, I uh, had baseball in college, and I also had, ran cross country. Uh, in college, and so I know a little bit about athletic performance, but no, no, staff don't look to me to try to provide any kind of um, athletic or sports performance. I am a musician, but no, you don't need me as a music coach, nor a dance coach. Please no, not a dance <laughs> coach, okay? But what I'd like to be able to serve you in, staff, is in coaching conversations. What Delin was suggesting, and Jerry too. Conversations about life and marriage and family, even about Chi Alpha ministry junk. Yeah, you know, stuff, performance issues, staff issues. Maybe you need somebody that is neutral, that is safe, 
that is somebody that you can talk to and know that it's held in the highest confidence, but just somebody that can help you think out loud and move forward in trying to make some of the decisions that you know you need to make as a staffer or as a campus director. I want to be able to help you in that way, and so if I can serve you in that way, please let me know. I'd love to be able to coach you in that way. And of course, if there's any conversations related to XAI, International Student Ministry, I'd love to have those conversations with you too. Next slide, please. Just make sure, actually, yes, that's where we are. But now, as I continue, I'm talking to everybody in the room, okay, staff and students. I make myself available to you as a ministry trainer. Not because I'm some expert, but because I do have a lot of experience in the area of international student ministry, and I hope that I might be a trainer for you. Uh, a trainer of interns, of staff, a trainer of Chi Alpha students, especially those who are student leaders in international student ministry. I also want to be a resource. Next slide, please. Now, I'll talk about more of that in just a minute. What do I mean as a trainer in ISM or in XAI, Chi Alpha International Student Ministry? Well, primarily, this is what our venue is. It's called Discover the Nations. Discover the Nations. Discover the Nations is recommended for all Chi Alpha affiliated staff. That's area director, who just walked out of the room, district directors, campus directors, campus staff, and interns. We're encouraging them to participate in a DTN, a Discover the Nations International Student Ministry training event once every five years. If it's been four years or five years since your last participation in DTN, if you've never participated in a DTN before, we encourage you to participate because it think, we think that it will help you as directors, as primary leaders, to really know how to then encourage your students and lead your students modeling international student outreach and discipleship. But we also recommend students these days. In the early years, maybe not, but now students. Maybe you're a student that says, I am really impassioned toward reaching and discipling international students. I want to learn more ways, more creative ways that I can engage internationals on my campus. I want to learn how to befriend them, to love and to serve them in practical ways. I want to know how to lead them in Bible studies, uh, being an evangelist, being a Bible study leader that brings them to faith in Christ. I want to know first steps and how I can disciple them in the faith. Yes, I want to learn how I can incorporate them into my small group and into the large group gatherings for worship and discipleship. Yes, of course, but maybe you need somebody that can really help you um, to learn these things. DTN is that primary training event each year that we provide for you. It used to be in only one or two places in the country, and so you had to travel far to be a part of it, but we're trying to make it convenient to you by having it even closer for you. Next slide, please. What are you gonna learn in a DTN? It's this. First of all, how the DNA of every Chi Alpha ministry, every staffer, every student, ought to include XAI. Now you guys understand DNA, right? You really do? Because I don't. I don't understand how DNA works. I know a little bit about it, but essentially what I'm trying to impress upon you today is this. DNA is the essence of who we are, right? As a, as a person, right? As a human person. And so what I want to encourage is this, that our hope is across the Southeast that we have Chi Alpha Ministries, we have small groups, we have large groups, we have individual students and staff who have that DNA that includes XAI, meaning that they have a real passion 
and a burden to be able to reach and disciple international students. It's not accidental, but it's actually purposeful and intentional. But you're also going to learn how to be a cross-cultural Christian. Now that sounds real fancy and maybe even complicated, but it's really not. It's just basically learning how to reach out and engage others who are very different from yourself. It's cross-cultural. It's learning how to, uh, to welcome others into your life that are maybe very different from you. Understanding the difference between honor and shame cultures. Practical orientation about how to reach Buddhists and Muslims and Hindus and secular atheists. How to be inspired by uh, what we call This Is My Story, international student testimonies. Can I tell you that sometimes the whole weekend together is highlighted when either by video or by live presentation, an international student in 10 or 15 minutes basically gives a summary of their story, their journey about how they are now following Jesus. And it's because of a Chi Alpha student or staffer or the Chi Alpha ministry as a whole or that small group welcomed them into a community of believers and now they too are following Jesus. It's a powerful testimony time. So we want you to learn how to meet and befriend and love and serve international students and how to move them from what we call friendship to leadership. How to disciple internationals from the beginning with the send in mind. Now, isn't that interesting? We used to use the expression discipling with the end in mind, right? Now a lot of Chi Alphas are actually referring to the send in mind. And we know that even more so than an American student, internationals will eventually graduate and most likely they will leave our campus communities they may even leave our state our country and we may never be with them again more likely than maybe perhaps some american friends who are bonded together and so we are discipling with the send in mind do you know one of the primary issues today for international students is what's it going to be like when i go back home what we call re-entry International students who come to faith in Christ and are being discipled in first things through our, our own witness and through our campus ministries are actually troubled and concerned. Okay, I'm living for Jesus here, but I know what's waiting for me when I get back home. How can I go back home with a confidence, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and ready to stand up for Jesus now among my family and among my people? And also how to engage students individually as a small group and as a whole campus ministry. Next slide, please. So, Southeast opportunity for DTN, Discover the Nations, is in four weeks. Registration is already open. It's happening on February 3rd through 5th in uh, a community just north of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, from here, it's only about an hour and a half away, but from where you are, it might be four hours, it might be six or eight hours. But we start on a Friday evening and we go until Sunday noon. There are two meals that are provided on Saturday and hotel breakfast available on Saturday and Sunday. There are two nights lodging, four people per room or a married couple. There is all the training, the course notebook, lots of additional free resources, and it's all for just $69. Guys, you can't beat that. Now it's only $69 because I raise about two or $3,000 every year to subsidize that so that we don't have to charge 99 or 129 for just two days together. But when you're with us um, in that time together, these are many of the things that you're going to be learning through this Discover the Nations. Now, how many Hokies are here? Virginia Tech people? Okay, just a couple of you guys. You're probably not, <laughs> you are invited to the Southeast DTN in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 
but more likely you're probably going to go to UVA in Charlottesville and be a part of their DTN the next weekend, February 10 and 11, okay? But for most of the Southeast area, we invite you to Chattanooga in four weeks to come and be a part of a DTN. Now, I recognize some of you as being alumni of a Discover the Nations training. Just wave at us right now, okay? Some of you have been a part, okay? Yeah, of our Discover the Nations training. And so I hope that we'll see all of you again as students or as staff in four weeks at the uh, DTN. Next slide, please. Now, what in the world do I mean when I say that I want to be available to you as a resource? Now, you know that there's different uh, understandings of maybe what that means. Uh, I actually looked it up on Bing and through a dictionary resource. A resource person. By the way, some of you have ministries to where uh, you might be small group leaders, but you have a resource leader in a sense who is kind of like pastoring or shepherding several small group leaders. Anybody have a ministry like that? No? They're actually called a resource leader or something like that. Something that effect, right? You're actually pastoring, pastoring or shepherding over other small group leaders who then lead their small groups, right? Okay. Well, a resource person, according to a dictionary, might be this. A person with expertise in a certain area who may be called upon as necessary to perform a task or provide information. Okay, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Or another definition, a person who was good at finding solutions to his own problems and now is a good person for helping people solve their problems. Or it might be this, a resource person is one who has some knowledge, relevant skills, competence, and expertise to give a talk, provide guidance, or first-hand info in a given subject or area. They are often persons who are well-versed with the subject matter. That's probably what I mean as a resource for you. Now, other dictionaries might suggest that this person is called the authority, maestro, the professional, the aficionado, the savant, no, 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 that's not me at all, okay? I am often referred to as an expert, but I don't even feel like I'm an expert in international student ministry. If anything, I might be willing to say I probably am a specialist because for 30 years, the Chi Alpha Ministries that I have directed at Dartmouth University, or Dartmouth College, at Kent State University, and serving on the staff team as the XAI director at NC State for eight years, up until three years ago, I probably am referred to by my colleagues as a specialist in international student ministry. I would hope that I've learned a lot over 30 years of having this focus. Next slide, please. But really, friends, it comes down to this. I know a lot. I've done a lot. I've experienced a lot. I've been there, done there, and bought the XAI t-shirt, okay? I have skills and methods that I would repeat again anywhere and I have experienced some failures, and I wouldn't want anyone to make the same mistake. I may not know everything, but I know a lot of people who are experts and how to access their resources. So what I want to do is I want to direct staff and students to XAI, XAI ministry resources. Oftentimes when people call me, or Zoom call with me, or FaceTime, or talk to me out in the, in the hallway, essentially what they're asking is this, where do I find more information? Where do I find more resources in this way? Can I tell you that, that um, if I've learned anything, I've learned where to find other great material that even helps me in the ministries that I have led. 
And sometimes, friends, it's more than just doing a Google search or any other search engine. It's a matter of why not talk to somebody who's already used materials and resources in their ministry among international students. Maybe they are better able to really direct you toward things that you can read and learn from. And so that's what I'm talking about, is that I'm talking about I am one that is very aware of ISM or International Student Ministry workers and publishers, my own library that I've built over the years, uh, my personal, um, I'm sorry, my personal library, but also XAI's resources. How many know that Chi Alpha has a website where even students, especially staff, can access resources that have already been um, written and edited and published and distributed that you may not even know about. But I'm trying to introduce you to them today. Why do I want to do this? It's because I want to help Chi Alpha staff and students better understand, better engage, better love and serve the international students on their campus, that they might disciple them in God's word and prepare them for the send. Now friends, I would love to make myself available to make a tour of the whole Southeast eight state region and be on your campuses and spend two or three days at Virginia Tech, two or three days then at Marshall, two or three days into Kentucky, and just make a whole you know tour of the place. But I don't know that that's reasonable or really anybody else's expectation. And so the best that I might be able to do is at least make some resources available to you to where when students say, so how might I do this? Or what can I read more about or listen to or watch videos about that can help me better feel equipped and ready to engage international students. Next slide, please. So one example is this, published by your own Chi Alpha Campus Ministries, XAI office, we might say. It's called The Journey from Friendship to Leadership. It's this booklet that you'll find out on the table uh, in the display area right here. It's a little bit of a, a booklet that actually was modified from what we used to call the 21-day challenge a few years ago. It's now what we call the five-step challenge. It's not because 16 of them did not work, and so we went from 21 down to five. It just means that we kind of condensed it down a little bit to a shorter form, one that's easier to maybe absorb uh, than the 21-day challenge. In this journey from friendship to leadership, let me qualify that, by the way. Can I tell you that for years, I thought we should be glad that we even have international students that would call us friends, right? That would care to want to be with our students, to be with us as a couple, the campus directors, that would want to be our, with our associate staff, that would want to be able to hang out with us and enjoy activities. We thought we were successful in the sense of just simply being able to say that we had 10 or 15 countries represented in our Chi Alpha and these guys are participating with us. But when we began to realize that we weren't really taking them further than simply the friendship or fellowship level, that there was so much more that we could invest in them in the time that they were with us, even this booklet, after all these years, has challenged me to rethink some of the things that I now encourage in your ministries. So, the components of this five-step challenge involve friendship, fellowship, followership, discipleship, and then leadership. How many would love to see more internationals, not only one to Christ and beginning to be discipled like your American students, but then also like your American students begin to serve as small group leaders? and worship musicians and leaders and other resource leaders. How many would love to see that? 
Well, can I tell you, it's just like all that you're probably already doing in your campus ministries with a little bit of consideration of some of the challenges you might have of crossing cultures and dealing with the differences in the way some international students might think about Christianity and ministry, even as they're growing and maturing. So this booklet is going to help you understand each of those components, the challenges that you might face in each each one, some of the definitions and practical helps to live out each component, some devotions with scripture that will help guide you, and then also some questions to consider as you grow. Somebody asked me the other day, is this booklet for international students? No, it's for you who want to engage and um, and be a witness among international students. It's helping you be better prepared and oriented toward the task that is before you. All right, next slide please. Another venue that we have is called Leadership Intensive Training, LIT. Now it's funny, when we were first developing this a couple of years ago, uh, this guy actually was the one that says, man, that sounds lit. Now, I know, this is like, Steve, seriously, you use that expression, that sounds lit. Yeah, I actually did, and it took off. <laughs> because we were trying to say, okay, it's Leadership Intensive Training, and I was the first one to actually say, hey, L-I-T, man, that is lit. And so our first little emoji that was associated with this whole program was the kind of fire type logo on there, okay? Well, that's a, that's a credit that maybe you didn't know, okay? I've just made it public, right? But the leadership intensive training includes a workbook and available videos and coaching for discipleship and leadership development of international students, not only for their personal benefit and growth, but also for service in your Chi Alphas. Understand, friends, what I'm trying to recommend to you is not resources that is going to help us make a connection with your internationals for whatever motives and agenda we might have. We're simply trying to help you raise up internationals who follow Jesus and lead and serve in your ministries because they're your students, not mine or ours. All right. Lit was birthed out of actually our all what, what I'll talk about more in a few minutes, our all nations conference for international students. When in the spring of 2020, how many remember? That was just about three years ago, okay? In the spring of 2020, because of the beginnings of that COVID pandemic, we were not able to host the All Nations Conference for Internationals, welcoming them to be trained during that conference. But in 60 days, once we knew we were gonna have to cancel it and not invite and welcome hundreds of internationals you know, to this conference, in 60 days, we developed what is today called the Leadership Intensive Training. Your national Kiowa team, Kiowa uh, International team, XAI team, that I'm a part of, developed a virtual program to substitute for having no All Nations that year. 55 international students from about 20 different Kiowa campus ministries enrolled in the very first LIT program. Each week, for six weeks, these Chi Alpha internationals from nearly 25 different, 25 different campuses met together virtually for 90 minutes. Now, what did they do when we were all together on Zoom? Well, for 30 minutes, we heard either a live or a video presentation by a powerful speaker encouraging them to recognize what it is that God's doing in their life and maybe the plans that he has for them. For 10 minutes, they heard one of their own share their testimony about their journey of faith. And then for 45 minutes in what I guess we call a Google Classroom, 
they kind of distributed this group of 55 students and they met in groups of five to seven men or women, like we do a lot in our Kaiapha ministries. And for 45 minutes, they were interacting as a small group of internationals ready to discover what it is that God's trying to accomplish in their lives and the future that they might have for them. And then in addition to that, each small group member um, was encouraged to meet on a separate Zoom call with a XAI experienced coach or mentor uh, to help them in their continuing personal growth. Well, during the course of the week, these students were also reading and studying and completing chapters in the notebook that was developed. This is one of the best things that Kaiofa has produced in a number of years. It's, it's just simply called the XAI Leadership Devotional. And this was a manual that we put together. Uh, imagine that, friends. Envisioning this, writing, editing, and publishing this all within about 60 days so that we could get ready for that first class of international students involved in the LIT or LIT training program. This book is now available actually to any Kaiofa student, uh, American or international, and any Kaiofa staff if they want to then personally lead an international student through some discipleship. Now friends understand this. It says here some other information that I may not go into detail with about what the five modules include and what is accomplished during the program. But understand this, LIT, L-I-T, is not meant to replace anything you might already be doing with your American and international students in the development of their student leadership. No, it's not meant to replace it but it is meant to supply it if you don't have anything designed for what you think are the special needs of international students growing in Christ. It's meant to supplement the training that you have for your students. So if you encourage an international student to want to go through the LIT training, your student will be given access now to these online courses, the video training, the student testimonials. They'll be assigned a, an XAI experience coach or mentor uh, to meet with them you know, in a separate uh, virtual call. And they will also still gather as a small group. Now you might say, well, Steve, we've got five or six internationals that might wanna be a part of that. Can they be their own small group live in person instead of virtual? Well, of course you can. We can modify things. We can make it work for you. And so this is one of the resources that I'm trying to impress upon you today that students and staff can now access to help you disciple and train international students. Let's move on. All Nations. I want to encourage your attendance at the All Nations Conference on Memorial Day weekend this year. Yes, it's going to be again in the central part of the country, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I hope you found on the seats um, the invite cards that tell you uh, where to go and how to register for this. Now you might say, Steve, Tulsa, Oklahoma, man, that's, that's a drive, <laughs> or maybe even a flight. Yeah, you know it is. But again, uh, you know what? We invest in what we're committed to, right? We invest in what we believe in. And can I tell you, for the 27-year history of this All Nations Conference, I have maybe missed three of them. And it usually was a family or a health matter that made that difference. And I can tell you, yes, there's the expense of either flying or driving or uh, and then especially even bringing your students. But anything that you can do on Memorial Day weekend, probably weeks after your semesters have finished, but hopefully days before you might be doing summer missions, you know, uh, expeditions, okay? Uh, I really want to encourage you to consider All Nations Conference. Next slide, please. 
For more than 25 years, the All Nations Conference has been gathering hundreds of internationals from about 30 to 40 nations of the world who are involved or at least connected with our Chi Alpha Ministries. It's not every ministry. We have how many Chi Alphas across the country? 250, 275? It might only be 50 Chi Alphas that are sending or bringing their international students, um, but we're excited about all those who attend. These internationals are usually brought to the conference, not sent. Why do we bring them? Because we want them to know that it's just as valuable for us to share in this experience with them uh, so much more than just simply sending them, even playing for their plane ticket or whatever it is and just sending them. We want to bring them. So who's coming with them? Well, they're Christian Chi Alpha American friends. They're other international Christian friends or Chi Alpha staff sometimes who have a heart for internationals and that particular international, and they make it work to where they bring them. Again, who has ever been to an All Nations Conference in this room? Ah, see, so we've got a lot of growth. Brian, I know, yeah, okay. All right, for three days, your international students will enjoy, uh, by the way, international students and their American friends. So again, you're not sending them, hopefully you're bringing them so that you can enjoy that experience with them too. For three days, they enjoy powerful worship of God led by international musicians and singers. There's inspirational and anointed preaching from special speakers. There's wonderful testimonies about how these students' lives have been transformed by the gospel and by the witness of American and other international friends. There's interesting and practical workshops. There's fun and games and touring nearby sites, delicious ethnic meals, and of course, everybody makes new friends during these three days together. I and many of our Kayapo leaders over the years have provided partial scholarships and travel expense fundraising to make it possible for these students to go. Sometimes I'm only bringing one student with me. Sometimes I brought six or eight students with me. But I trust God that through my support team or through other means that we're going to raise the money to do whatever it takes to get them to come to this conference. But here's some good news, and it may not relate to student who, students who are upperclassmen, but there is coming in about two years an East Coast All Nations Conference, meaning that we're finally recognizing that it is getting harder and harder to ask the West Coast to come to Central and the East Coast and Southeast to come to the central part of the country. We're actually, I'm gonna be working with Josh Fairchild and uh, Kate Williams up in the Great Lakes and we're gonna be trying to host our own All Nations Conference here in the Eastern part of the country. So instead of two days driving to get to where you need to be in the central part of the US, maybe it's only um, you know a half day's drive or a quick one hour flight to be able to get there. Next slide, please. I hope that you'll ask me about all the resources that I'm recommending and encouraging. If you're willing to learn and to grow, then I can direct you to books and online articles, to ISM groups on social media, even to an organization called ACME, the Association for Christians Ministering Among Internationals. Next slide, please. There's websites that I'd love to refer you to. Uh, what do I have listed there? Yeah, there's the Chi Alpha uh, website that has a specific page for XAI resources. There's an organization called Every International that is great. And I'm also developing a personal website that through it, it's going to have available for you videos and podcasts and articles and book recommendations. Friends, the recommendation I'm trying to give to you is this. International student ministry is not hard but it is perhaps a little harder work 
in that you are having to learn a little bit about how to cross culturals, cross culturals, appreciate what the international students are bringing into the situation of a new friendship or relationship with you, how you can best appreciate who they are and where they're coming from, and that when they have the questions that they will have, how you can, with much grace, but also with much confidence, be able to answer the questions that they have about how they were raised and have no clue about Christianity and following Jesus, but how you might be better prepared to be able to reach and disciple their hearts. Also, there's a podcast, that, next slide please, there's a podcast that I premiered uh, about a year ago and then just because of some health and some personal uh, situations, I had to kind of suspend it, but there's my podcast, um, what's it called? Yeah, <laughs> Crossing Cultures, Making Disciples. Um, and it is going to be a listener's way of learning. How many are, how many know that leaders read, right? But that doesn't mean you like it. How many are not such great readers? Just be honest, okay? How many are better at like, but I can learn the same content if it's in video or audio form? How many would say that, okay? All right, so what I'm trying to provide for you through the XAI initiatives and also through my personal service to you here in the Southeast, I want you to know that we can direct you to things that you can read to your heart's delight and learn and grow, or that you can watch videos and be trained in certain modules, and then also that you can listen to podcasts that we would recommend to you. Friends, it's all because we have a heart of recognizing I can't be with you long-term, I can't uh, move in with you. I can't camp out at your campus and be a resource all the time to you. But it really is my heart that in this season of my life that I want to be able to leave, in essence, uh, a, a legacy of awareness and experience and recommendations that I can see that XAI ministry will continue to grow here in the Southeast. Now, we have a few minutes. And so I'd like to encourage you to consider, I'm sorry, the, uh, yes, we have a few minutes, but let me just show these final slides and then, then I'll shut up and entertain any uh, questions that you might have. Next slide, please. Okay, so friends, I need your help. Uh, can I tell you that the more I serve in this capacity as your XAI area rep, the more I realize I can't do all this. I can't do all this by myself. And I'm looking for staff and students that would love to be able to say, count on me to be an XAI point person. Now, if I'm staff, I maybe have a broader portfolio. I can't be just simply the XAI guy or gal on my campus, but I do have a heart for internationals and count on me on our campus to be the one that through our campus director, you would contact and we could maybe uh, stir some things up as far as continuing orientation and training of our staff for international student ministry. If you're a student, you might say, hey, I'm a junior or senior. By the time you get around to me, I'm already graduating. Or maybe you're a freshman or a sophomore and you say, wait, I'd love to learn now so that I can still take advantage of what I might learn and grow in to be able to impact international students on my campus in the years to come. And so I want to make this available to you. I'm interested in recruiting those who would love to volunteer to be able to help us in the development of resources, the planning of training events, uh, posting on social media student testimonies, just a variety of different things that by those students' permission, right? You know, we have to do that these days, okay? Asking those students' permission to be actually start sharing more of the stories of the internationals who are coming to Christ and beginning to follow Jesus, maybe even starting to serve in our ministries 
Um, and we give God all the glory, but sometimes through social media, through articles, through other uh, media, we can actually tell their stories better. And that's what I'm all about in these days is really not just the training venues like Discover the Nations or the fellowship and training of all nations, but also the opportunities of working with some of you who would like to step forward and say, Steve, let's talk some more about how I can work with you to serve my campus and my campus ministry and contribute to what God is doing across the Southeast for XAI. Next slide, please, honey. Okay, so just look at that for just a little bit and then honey, whenever you want, just change to the next slide and then the final slide, all right? So we have a few minutes left. Let me glance. What do we have? Five minutes left? Yeah, about five or, well, no. Yeah, that's right, about five to seven minutes left. Does anybody have a question would like a clarification, you have a situation that you'd like to address right now. And if not, then again, we're still available through the rest of the day. And as you leave here today, besides the card that is promoting the All Nations Conference, my wife is gonna be at the back, uh, at the door, the entrance door, to share with you my business card. Now that may sound real professional and highbrow, but I really don't mean it to be anything else than simply, instead of you trying to write down if you're interested, my email address or phone number now, I'm actually gonna give a card to you that then in a few days or next week that you can follow up with me and I'd be glad to hear from you. But does anybody have a question or a comment right now about international student ministry through what we call XAI? You know what, I don't have it for sale because, well, mainly because I just wanted to illustrate it and, and promote it. Uh, but it's real easy to order. And actually, when you order, one of the first questions they're going to say is, what campus are you affiliated with? And if you're not the campus director, then we'd like to have him or her in on the conversation because it's not that we have a control issue, but we just don't simply want it to be a workbook that you just give to an international and say, hey, read this, it'll do you some good. We actually want it to be a tool that you use to walk through in discipleship with that international student, unless they would like to be a part of a virtual group that then you know they're making new friends and being a part of it. So that's a long answer to your short question. They're not available today, but it is available that if you want after this, you can look through it and get more familiar. Anybody else? Let me ask you, how many in this room could tell me if we sat down with a coffee or, or another beverage right now and talked for a few minutes, you could tell me about a relationship you're already enjoying with an international or friendship? I'm glad to see that, okay? And I hope that maybe even in the course of today that maybe you'll say, hey, Steve, if you've got 10 minutes, can I tell you about my international friend? And maybe in my telling you about the relationship I enjoy and how it all came together and where we're at in this journey, um, maybe you might have some recommendations or some encouragement uh, for me that will take me a little bit farther in leading this person in their journey with Christ. I hope you'll come talk to me, okay? How many honestly would say, uh, Steve, I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, I know we need to reach internationals, but it scares me. Uh, it makes me a little nervous. I feel inadequate. How many would just be honest and say, I, I need a little orientation, a little encouragement, some training to really know how to better start reaching out to internationals? Anybody? Okay, I'm the only one. I've been doing this for 30 years, and I still am in fear and trembling sometimes making a new international friend. All right? Anybody else have a question? Yes, Justin? So, Steve, usually um, we meet a new student on campus, the default is invite to a large group, invite yeah. to a small group. 
do you recommend we invite new international friends to come to our large group or small group, or do you think we should start a different direction? Right. Friends, we have not yet started the next session yet. In fact, if somebody will do me, will you hold Will you hold the group? Thank you, Justin, but I will answer your question. Friends, can I tell you that for a number of years, we found that internationals who are coming from Muslim and Hindu and Buddhist background are were concerned enough to not necessarily come to a large group or even a small group opportunity in the beginning, but what was most vital was your personal relationship with them. Are you loving them? Are you serving them? Are you getting acquainted? Are they learning to, to know you and to trust you such that when you do invite them to an opportunity to discover and experience this, that then you, <clears throat> then you know that they might be more receptive to that. So in that case, <clears throat> I'm sorry, it might be a personal one-on-one -on -one Bible study. It might be a small group Bible study that involves other internationals. Yes, sir. <clears throat> um, and then is that knowledge and that understanding and that uh, trust is there. Then, of course, you're inviting them to church or you're inviting them to be a part of small group or large group. What we believe in Chi Alpha in, the, in XAI in these days is we're not looking for parallel ministries. But we do understand why sometimes there are separate efforts initiatives that are taken to at least engage international students as a campus ministry or as individuals so that eventually we might then incorporate them into the community, the life of the small groups and large groups. So I hope that's an ad adequate answer, Justin. The idea that, again, we're not looking to have a separate ministry, but we are looking for efforts that might be necessary to reach and begin to disciple international students that then will begin to enjoy the fellowship of our small groups and large groups. Because some internationals may not ever want to come to a small group or large group, but they'd love to hang out with you. They'd love to hear how you're talking about your faith and you're showing them things in scripture that maybe they've never known before. Okay? All right, friends, it's been great being with you today. Uh, I realize it's a lot of content. You might be like, wow, okay, is this what the next session is going to be like? No, probably very different. But I felt like that I wanted to be able to communicate with you that there is a lot of content available for those who are content junkies, like I want to learn, I want to grow. I mean, I am a university student, okay? Hopefully I'm trying to excel in the, in the field that I've chosen, right, my major. But if you might also have the attitude of, you know what, international student ministry is not hard, but it can be hard work that you give yourself to if you want to because the, of the things that you might learn and the, the ways that you might begin to express your witness in their lives. And I'd love to talk to you more about that. Father, I thank you for these students and staff who are here. I hope that for all of the content that they've been inspired at least somewhat in the sense of that there are resources available, there is training available, but there's also the, the, the commissioning, the sending, uh, the encouragement right now from this person that I want them to be able to have eyes and ears and a heart for international students that we might reach and disciple the nations and then you will return. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. the time with you. You're welcome.